Hi everyone, welcome to the newest edition, episode number 14 of This Week in Cincinnati. How's it going? Uh, it's uh, Lindsay and Brandon, and uh, we are here to go over everything uh, that we've been doing in Cincinnati this past week and last week. We <laughs> didn't record last week, we'll because explain we, why. We didn't record last week. Um, we were, our entire house was battling some illness last week, so... Uh, we just kind of decided that it wasn't really going to be our our best uh, our best effort. Our best so, performance to just be sniffling into the micro- yeah, microphones for an hour. We wanted to just spare the listeners from that. So um, everyone's okay now. It wasn't anything serious. It was just just bad colds. But you know, I feel I feel it necessary to say. Anytime I. I Tell yeah. people that we were sick. It's like, no, we didn't have COVID. We're we're okay. That we know of. We all um, tested negative. Yeah, we we all took some of us all more kinds than once. Tests, um, <laughs> and negative all all around. So, but because of that, we did not have an episode last week. Um, so we are kind of we're, we're back and we're, we're going to have cover, a lot. Yeah, we're going to yeah. have a lot to cover this week. So um, so get ready. Yeah. So what do we... And so we're recording on Monday night. It is August 23rd. Mm-hmm. It is Brandon's birthday, everyone. It is. Happy birthday, Brandon. Thank you. Um, so we're recording for the week of August 23rd through the 29th. Yep. So, and we're actually going to have a show drink tonight. Yeah, you're right? going to have a show drink. You aren't? No, I will. Oh, I'm just saying... It's just momentous yeah. because I'm having one. Yes. I understand. Usually I'm show <laughs> drinking by myself, so... Well, you're I, welcome. Yeah. Happy I, birthday. I have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so last week I saw on Instagram that this beer was being re-released. And so I put it in my calendar and I, I don't know what I got to doing on, I think it was, what it, it was Thursday. Um, I was going, I was just trying to leave the house in the morning mm-hmm. to get some stuff done. And you know how your just, phone. You were just running errands. Yeah. You know how your yeah. phone kind of is like, oh, here's your directions to so-and-so. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I have that in my calendar. So I headed up to Sonder, and I got their Kings Island Blue Ice Cream Ale. And I am very excited about this. Mm-hmm. So excited, in fact, that I plan to do my first ever beer review tonight. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and let's just, disclaimer for everyone, I have no idea what I'm doing. My flavor recognition is terrible. And yeah, yeah it should be fun. So the Kings Island Blue Ice Cream Ale replicates the iconic aromas of blueberry and vanilla with subtle sweetness and all-natural fun blue color. So just to give some background, it's supposed to be like the blue ice cream that you get at Kings, at Island. Kings Island. It and is a fun blue color. As we, I'm yeah, pouring it now. As we pour it, you will notice it is, Absolutely it is blue. a very, very blue beer. Um, <laughs> it is. A, yes. So uh, blue ice cream at Kings Island is iconic. Right. Yeah, did you grow up with the blue ice, like having blue ice cream? I've never had blue ice cream. Yeah, I don't. I, I wasn't my thing. I'm trying to remember if I have. I, I might have had it once, but so, it's it's definitely not something that I have like the nostalgia over that. No, a lot of people do. So I had the nostalgia over it, like yes, that was at Kings Island kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I never actually ate it myself. Yeah. So this yeah. is actually okay. This let me compare it to. The only Star Wars I had ever seen was Spaceballs. So mm. the only blue ice cream I've ever had is, is in beer this form. Beer. Yeah, there you go. So, all right, cheers. All right, cheers. We're, Brandon and I yeah. each have like a, a five ounce Taste taster. Glass. Yeah. Full. Um, yeah, here we go. I 
like it's I like that. It's, okay. It's kind of like a watered down blueberry popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this. You're, was... you're really selling it. Well, okay. <laughs> so I think a problem that people have is when they hear of a beer being a certain flavor, they think it's going to taste exactly like mm-hmm. what it was. For example, Braxton when they did the Greeters, what was the ice cream? The black they raspberry. Did? Black raspberry chip. Yeah. I mean. People who don't really drink beer were like, oh my gosh, I need to try that. And then they would try it and they're like, oh, it tastes like beer. And it's like, well, well no shit, it's yeah, a beer. It's taste like beer. So my point being, it doesn't taste like what I assume the blue ice cream tastes like. But yeah. it does have a pretty subtle blueberry flavor. Yeah, I mean, it's. I definitely will say you can definitely taste the blueberry. It's, it's beer. It's there. But it's not super beery. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> this is this no. Is, it, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't really have any of the other like so my fact flavors that you would associate with beer, right? Like right. It doesn't have any hot bitterness. It doesn't have any like. Doesn't it's not super bready. Yeah, it doesn't have the yeast characteristic. Thank you. For, um, no, it doesn't. It, you're it refining really doesn't, yeah. everything that I say, and that's okay. I'm just kind of spouting off what I think it is. From the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I would say I would have expected it to, since it's, you know, an ice cream type beer, I would have expected it to it have more lactose. some lactose in there with it. How yeah. about that? It doesn't yeah. really taste like that's the case at all. I but don't, at the I same don't get time, a ton of vanilla. It would be a, yeah. I mean, I would say it's definitely, if you're trying to replicate Kings Island on a hot day, <laughs> this would be a beer that you would want to have sure. on a hot day. So when I say it tastes like watered-down blueberry, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's okay. I think this is a perfectly good, very hot beer. Yeah. Very hot day beer. Yeah. And, well, it's 90 degrees it's, outside. It's a hot day So it's day. perfect. Although we are recording what's this the, inside. What's Yeah, it's hot as hell in here, too. Um, I say that as somebody who has air conditioning, but it is above the degrees in here that our thermostat is set at yeah. because it's very hot outside. Can't keep up. Five percent alcohol. Okay, so yeah, so very easy pretty, drinking. Yeah. It's not aggressive. Not super beery for people who aren't super into beer flavored beer. <laughs> I told you, I am not a professional. Yeah, so it. you're welcome, everyone. Um, All right. Anyway, so you're welcome for that review. Moving, moving on. Moving on. So what happened this past week? Two times two. Mm-hmm. So lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Um, so we had another meal from Flourish in Rome. I think we've talked about this maybe way mm-hmm. back. Yeah, when we, we talked. First. We talked about Flourish in Rome before. Yeah, they do subscription boxes for different kinds of meat, mm-hmm. and it's local, out of I believe it's out of Ohio, like maybe an hour away. Yeah, it's um, definitely in Ohio. I don't remember where in Ohio it is. Yeah, it's like I think I think it's like an hour away. Um, I don't know for sure, but. It's, I mean, very, very good mm-hmm. ranch quality meats. Yeah, Every, everything that we've had so far has been really, really high quality. Yeah, so we'll share a link with you all. Um, you can mm-hmm. see what kind of subscription boxes that they have. It's very delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, went to um, Bourbon and Flights at the zoo with Haven Home Group, which is the real estate um, group that I am the marketing manager for. We kind of worked that event, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um 
<laughs> Shocker, we went to Oakley Kitchen again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's a recurring thing. Yeah. Although this time I got uh, that Onolicious. Oh, yeah. Which was really good. Yeah. So. Uh, you got the, uh, what was it? The lunch plate. The lunch plate? Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really, really good. And speaking of um, different kinds of foods, Second Saturday, of course, mm-hmm. was two weekends ago. Um, and we had canteen with a K. And it they have donor kebab, mm-hmm. which is delicious. And I hadn't quite had one like that since we were in Berlin, which yeah, was I mean, awesome. Yeah, it's definitely the most... Like, when it comes to that sort of thing, most similar to what you would get in Europe. Mm-hmm. For that, sure. That I've had here. I've so. only had a couple here because they just don't even look yeah. at all similar. Mm-hmm. They don't seem like they're going to be similar, but this one definitely was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, great. Yeah. We had Zip Dip last Sunday. As we, as we do. As we do. I, I feel like it's a Sunday thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. I was talking about, I got into how I suggest having chocolate shakes made with twist ice cream, and people thought that was just the most groundbreaking thing. I worked at a Creamy Whip growing up. I worked at the Green Hills Creamy Whip, and I spent a lot of time just sort of perfecting different versions of things, and I feel like I totally perfected the chocolate shake, and you're welcome. (laughs) That's why UDFs, in my opinion, are so good because they don't use chocolate syrup. They use chocolate milk, and it just has a much pure chocolate flavor. Anyway, I could I could go on and on about this. Um, we also went to Jungle Gyms, 50 West Burger Bar, and then we went boating at Hidden Valley Lake. Yep, which is always always fun. Always fun. Um, Girls loved it. Yeah. So, in, ca- in case you missed it, I um, I told a story on my Instagram stories last week about how... So, we lost Sophie the giraffe, Celia yeah, Sophie which, the giraffe, which is... Any, a, anyone who has small kids knows what a Sophie the giraffe is because it's every, a, every kid seems to have Yeah, one. it's a stupid, expensive, like, little <clears throat> rubber giraffe, essentially. Mm-hmm. However... They're perfect, especially when babies are teething, because yeah. they're great to hold on to. They have like a great texture in that they can chew on them. And so and anyway, boys, yeah, yeah. It's and so we lost it, or we left it, I guess, at Nation. And we called up there right after we left, and they were like, "Oh no, it's not here." So I went walking by. I went to go walking by with the girls, and I looked up in the window, and Sophie's standing in mm-hmm. the window, and I was like. No shit, that's got to be our Sophie. I sent mm-hmm. a picture to Brandon immediately, and I was like, uh. Yeah. And it's lo and behold, yeah. their GM said, I found it in the parking lot. I knew it was yours, and I put it up in the window knowing you would see it when you walked by. There you go. Yeah. So, I um, mean, if this is yeah. not one of the biggest reasons why you should support your local small businesses, mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of relationships do you build like this elsewhere? Yeah. I mean, you know what right. I mean? If, you know, if. He hadn't seen you walking before and, you know, I had mean, those conversations. We know him just right, from we know walking him now. by. Mostly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, from walking by and from going to Nation. So, um, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. I mean, he even got Celia a gift when she was born. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's, <laughs> that's how. That's a good neighborhood neighborhood spot. Yes. We love our Nation Westwood. Yeah. Um, I mean, in addition to this past week, uh, I guess it was. Was it last Friday? I think it was. I asked Mara what she wanted to do, and she said she wanted to go to the market, ride the streetcar, and go to the park. So Which, that's what we that's did. That's what you did. That yeah. is her favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. 
We go to the market. We park. I can get an hour free of parking. I mean, sometimes we are there longer than that. Hop on the streetcar, get on to Washington Park for a bit, come back. It's a great way to spend um, yeah. an hour and a half yeah. or so. Um, and then and there's always we always have errands to run at Finley sure. anyway. Or if we want to get you lunch know, just, or something. It's, it's a good place for all of those things. Yeah, and so. it, seriously, and you can go down even if you park for two hours and the streetcar's mm-hmm. free. Go down to Washington Park for a bit. It, it, it's a great way to spend a couple of hours around the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Saturday, <laughs> we took a little road trip to Columbus. Yep which was awesome for Mara's half birthday, Brandon's birthday celebration. Yep. So that was fun. What, what, what did we get um, to do? We got to check out uh, Seventh Sun Brewing, which... Um, awesome. Which, yeah, I had had their beer before, and I, I like their beer, um, but I had never been to their tap room, and it, it is super nice. Yeah. It was awesome. Really cool space. Yeah, um, without trying too hard, which I think is a huge... Mm-hmm. Huge deal. I mean, huge patio space mm-hmm. for when it's nice out. They have a and rooftop, then, apparently. Did you, no, just, did you notice even, that? I didn't even On the floor, it was like that. rooftop, and it had an arrow, and then around the corner, it looked like there was an elevator. No. Yeah. Well, next time we go up, we'll have to check that out. Yeah. So. Um, but then they, they're, um, I don't think, they, they don't do in-house food, but they have food trucks that come every day, like, um, like some of the ones around here, too, so... Um, so we had Street Time, mm-hmm. which is a uh, Columbus food truck. Really, really good stuff. You do like burgers and I burgers have, and breakfast. I have <laughs> to talk about this breakfast bagel. So they have it was really I, good. It, yeah, it was a uh, what? Egg, cheese, bacon, mm-hmm. French fries, and French fries, yeah. and like a garlic aioli or something. Yeah, on an everything bagel, and it was. It awesome. was really good. And I finally had something that I absolutely loved from Jenny's. Mm-hmm. I don't typically love Jenny's ice cream because I, I like more standard flavors. And I feel like Jenny's excels at the they, stranger yeah, stuff. kind of go out there. Yeah. yeah the, the different stuff. But I did have their honey vanilla bean, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and the milkiest chocolate. And it was, it was delicious. Mm-hmm. And that was... Did we talk about that? That was the first time I've ever had Jenny's ice cream. What? Yeah. For real? Mm-hmm. Tell me what you thought. I, I thought it was good. I was mean, it? so it's different. I, it's I would say like you're you were about to ask if it's better than Graders or like how do you UDF. compare it? Because people so there it's different. It's a different sure. It's I a agree. Different thing. I agree. Um, so people, I there. I guess legend has it here is that. Whoever started Jenny's, is it Jenny? I don't know. I think so. Kind of um, was an apprentice at Graders and kind of learned the ropes that way and then took it back to, I don't know. I don't don't know. know. That's legend. I have no idea if that's true or what. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would say the the thing that their ice cream reminded me of was kind of like a creamy whip type of ice cream where it's like- like it's got that texture. I thought to it, it reminded Except it's, me more. It's very, you know, it's ice cream. It's not soft serve. It's. I thought it reminded me more of like but gelato. It, yeah, like it has that that texture that's different sure. than you would have like like a Graders or even like a UDF. Yeah, UDF reigns supreme. So. Well, that's because UDF has my absolute favorite flavor of all time, though, too. Yeah. Well. So. 
Um, <laughs> we also went to the Sayota Mile for Mara so she could play in the fountains. Mm-hmm. I was, I loved it. I was really impressed. That place was huge. Yeah, she um, loved it. Yeah, I was sad I wasn't in a bathing suit She's, so I could play yeah, too. She loves playing in any any and all fountains you can oh, yeah. give her. So Washington Park is her favorite, so she absolutely yeah. loved it. And then I, I really do want to shout out um, a podcast that we listen to there and back. Mm-hmm. So we started listening to When Pigs Fly, mm-hmm. obviously a Cincinnati podcast. Um yeah, so, I mean, but it's more it's, tailored towards, like, the business community and highlighting. Sure, and, like, the history. The history of business. Like, they take a deep dive into a subject each mm-hmm. episode. So what you should do is listen to that and then supplement with, you know, This Week in Cincinnati. Get yeah. All the, like, current events and things that are going on while we do our Cincinnati Exposed topic. Yeah. Which is interesting. So yeah, I highly recommend listening to mm-hmm. that. Very good. Actually, Brandon found it, and he's like, I have this new podcast that we should listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I well, yeah, I started listening to the first episode, um, which, they, which they had uh, Cincinnati historian Greg Hand on for their first one. Westwood. Westwood. Westwood Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just, you know, list, I, I got like halfway through it, and I was like, yeah, Lindsay would love this. I need to, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll stop it here. So, so, he, so he turned it um, on, and I looked at it, and I was yeah. like, Allie Martin, I know her. And he was like... Really? Of course you do. Yeah. Of course I do. You're funny. But yeah. Brandon thinks I know everybody. You do. <laughs> Every time we go somewhere, it's kind of, it's become the joke. Anyhow. So, so some news that's been, that has been going on recently. Um, so City Beat released a 19 new Cincinnati restaurants and bars opening this fall or sooner. I think there are some on here that are already open. I think one that is worth talking about was one that we were going to talk about last week, which is Warped Wing opening in Mason, Mm. Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, We're fans of Warped Wing. Generally, we like Dayton beer. Yep. And Um, I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, if you haven't been to their brewery in Dayton, it's, it's very cool. It's pretty cool. It's, they have always have a lot of good stuff on. Yeah. Um, Good space. I think so. It's warehousey. Yeah. Big, big, huge, tall ceilings. Um, so they're opening a new brewery, tap room, and restaurant in a space in Mason. It says located in the iconic building that was formerly, formerly occupied by Brazenhead and most recently hmm. Basil's on market. I Okay, so this iconic building yeah. is not iconic to me because I couldn't tell you what it was. Um, but anyway, I guess if you're from that area, it's iconic. So that's pretty cool. Right. <laughs> um, Somerset is another place. We've I don't know about you, Brandon, but I've been kind of watching the progress and evolution of this place on mm-hmm. Instagram. Are you familiar at all with it? No. Okay. Uh, it's located on McMicken in Over the Rhine, and it will have two bar spaces. Um, one in a plant-filled and glass-roofed conservatory and another in a cozy lounge space. So it's mm. kind of like... I, I guess you're just kind of trans transformed into like another world, basically. So the courtyard will house Somerset's double decker food bus, which will be helmed by local Mizunte tacos, which sounds awesome. I'm not a huge bar person, but this seems like it might be kind of cool to go during the day. Yeah. For the those of us who aren't really, you know, night drinkers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's some I've never even heard of this um <clears throat> the approach in blue ash near summit park 
is a new mixed-use mm. development. Um, Christian Gill of Boomtown Biscuits and Whiskey is opening Mighty Slider Bar there, which mm. I am not familiar with. Um, Pearl Star is a place your family absolutely loves oysters. Yep. So you were that'll, familiar. Yeah, with, that'll definitely be. That'll go over well for you list. all. Yep. For sure. Um, yeah, I am just kind of. Oh, Tuba Bretzel Garden mm-hmm. in Dayton, Kentucky. Sounds awesome. You. I mean, and, you had you had us at Bretzel Garden. Right, and Mara is like totally into pretzels right now. Yep. Pretzels. Yeah. She pronounces them so goofy, but it's very funny. Um, oh, Stellar Street Eats is opening a brick and mortar shop. That's pretty cool. In Anderson Township. Yeah. Um, I'm all about I, that. Oh yeah. We've we've had their food truck a number of times and at Brink for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's I really I loved good. it. Yeah. I thought it was super good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are, those are some places that we can look forward to opening sometime in the next couple of months if they are not open already we will also share that link with you all so you can look through and mm-hmm. see what we're talking about <laughs> there was a, there was another article that i think i initially saw it on sensati.com but thrillist actually um released an article that says uh they ranked best ballpark food one through 30 um Ranked the best by, food at each stadium. So every stadium in Major League Baseball ranked by its best food. Mm-hmm. So of course, um, since the Reds, the Great American Ballpark is ranked number twenty-one, and its best item, Skyline Chili. Okay, and but you it's, know, it's so it's just it's become it's like bullshit. a. You can tell that that person, the person who wrote that, has never been to a Reds game. Well, most people who talk about. Chili, Cincinnati Chili, who have have never fucking even been to Cincinnati. Yeah, and yeah. all of There's these no people, way. right? So, you know, they they just try to be like the most witty about how disgusting Cincinnati Chili is when they've mm-hmm. never had it. So, one thing that really bothers me about just always being associated with Skyline Chili is that these people think we like eat, breathe. Eat, pray, love, bathe in Cincinnati chili, in Skyline specifically. I love Sky Skyline as much as the yeah, next person. I mean, yeah, we're not. But let's not even pretend that this is the only shit we eat. Yeah, <laughs> drives me nuts. And especially, I mean, especially at a ballpark like there's, if there's one thing that the Great America Ballpark has, it's all kinds of food options. Frishes. There's yeah. Uh okay, the, the I actually. Roses. Well, La Rosa's. Helmet nachos. Oh, helmet not. Oh, helmet Sundays. Fry box. Fry box. Man, I'm just. The Mr. Red Smokehouse. Fresh cut That's fries. Usually, Mr. Red Smokehouse is usually my my go to. They have Grippos on hand, which I'm not yeah. a huge Grippos person, but they have UDF ice cream. Yeah. Oh my Always gosh. Good. Yeah. What I mean, what else do they have? They have like, I'm looking at a list that's just. Like, so they have, like, soda, and then they put what sections they're available mm-hmm. in. Um, United Dairy Farmers Sunday Cup. Mm. Put Frishes up above Skyline, in my opinion. Yeah. And they have hot fudge cake on here. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, right. If you're going to have Skyline, my 
expert opinion would be to not have it at the ballpark if you can help it. I I mean, like it's just it's it's, the, as, it's, it's the single worst like venue for Skyline. So whereas like La Rosa's, it's one of the best venues. Sure. And I think it just tastes so much better there. Yeah. It tastes amazing there and like the zoo and Kings Island and church festivals for yeah. that matter. But like Skyline, you got to be you got to be sitting at at a Skyline. You got to be. Yeah, it's you know, part of the experience. Yeah, it's the experience for sure. The experience of paying seven dollars for a cheese coney at the ballpark is is not not enviable. So yeah, they call it messy pseudo chili. I, I just mean, well, okay. Yeah. So a plus is that we rank ahead of the Cardinals. That's good. Yeah, they're number twenty four. Which whatever. Um, I actually, I, mean, so I didn't even. If you'll if you'll look at the that list too, all of the ones like all the ones near the bottom are all like Midwest ones, and then all of the ones like on well, the top are like the coasts, generally speaking. Yeah, I, they think we're just flyover country. Do. Yeah, as you know you what I mean. Think it's just yeah. So I wonder if this person exactly is a is. Mariners fan because number one, best item, almost everything. Are they serving sushi there? Because it's probably not the best. Anyway. Um, so I'm a little bit perturbed by that. And I'm just tired. Yeah. Of, that's, that's stupid. Yeah. So I will share that. And it will piss you all off, I'm sure, also. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Also, you're welcome. <laughs> and speaking of, London is home to a Queen City-inspired restaurant called Cincinnati Chili Bomb. That does not sound appetizing at all. That sounds... It, I fully disagree. You think that sounds appetizing? I would eat it. I mean, I would eat it. Cincinnati Chili so Bomb. what a Cincinnati Chili Bomb is. So it's Yeah, and it's a restaurant in London that's serving these things. But it's a chili-filled brioche bun topped with shredded cheese and onions. Mm-hmm. Um, they're available with vegan chili and vegan cheese. Pass. Yeah, and onions can be gross. fresh, fresh chopped, crispy, or pickled. Fried crispy, I'll fuck with that. I'll, yeah, that, I didn't say I'll I wouldn't that. eat it. Yeah. I just said it does not sound appetizing. A chili bomb. Oh, just, you can add I mean, a variety of sauces like sweet, smoky barbecue hmm. to your bomb. Interesting. Well, I mean, and it's amazing that you know something like this is in London of all places. Like that's, I mean, that's so funny. It's, it's you know really what? Cool. Cincinnati chili is going to take off someday. Yeah. And people and chefs everywhere are going to be doing their own takes. It's going to be the new bacon. Right? (laughs) Or avocado. (laughs) We'll see. All right. Whatever. So, yeah. (laughs) Let's not get too ahead of ourselves there. Listen, (laughs) you take my word for it. You take note because when it happens... You heard it here first. So, let, all right, we're gonna we're gonna transition into the Cincinnati exposed topic. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I've been waiting two weeks to figure out what this is gonna be. So, well, initially it was supposed to be last week that I was talking about this mm-hmm. on National Roller Coaster Day. So I, I, that was like one reason why I really wanted to to kind of stick it out and. Muscle through. Yeah, but 
So let's. It's a good thing we didn't. Yeah, it's a good thing we didn't. So anyway, it kind of sucks that I'm talking about this today. But so I've been reading a book called King's Island, A Ride Through Time. And it was just published this year and released very recently. I recently started following somebody on Instagram at Steel Vortex. And I just got, Mm -hmm. I went down a roller coaster rabbit hole. And the person who wrote this book is a 17-year-old Mason student. Wait, really? Isn't that amazing? Huh. Or who, like, compiled this yeah. anthological kind of information. That's cool. Isn't that amazing? So I've been reading this book, and I, The Beast is my all-time favorite roller coaster, and I am just, I just love it. I love everything about it. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was going to be super excited about the section about The Beast, and I was not wrong. So it didn't disappoint. It did not disappoint. So Brandon is not a huge roller coaster person in practice. Like you don't love riding. Yeah, I mean, I get motion sick on roller coasters, so it's not my favorite. So you just—it's not my favorite thing to do on an afternoon. Sure. So uh, I mean, what do you know about about the beast? Um, This is probably one of the roller coasters that you would really want to stay away from, in my opinion. Probably. It was always really one of the only ones that I could do without feeling sick on. Oh, so you've written it. The Beast? Yes. Yeah. Hundreds of times. I would... Hundreds of times? I don't know. I've not written it hundreds of times. I I mean, every time I go. I've written it maybe 60, 70 times. I have no idea. I'm just... Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you've but, written it? Yeah, I've written the beast. And you didn't, you did, you didn't get sick. No, I never. I don't oh, get sick on wow. the beast. Oh wow! Yeah. So, I, well, it's one of those rides that's just—it's aggressive, right? Like you get you off think? and you're like, yeah. I mean, like yeah, your body's it's, it's like, definitely. Oh, I need a stretch. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty. Maybe pop some ibuprofen. Yeah. I mean, it kind of beats you up a little bit. Yeah, it, it beats you up a little. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's yeah, but it's it's it hurts so good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, did you know that it was designed and built in-house by Kings Island personnel? No. I, you know, all of these roller coasters, especially now mm-hmm. and formerly, are designed by coaster architects. So, world-renowned coaster architect John C. Allen, he designed the racer. He served as essentially a consultant on the project, and he was set to retire, and since there weren't computers or any scientific calculators back then, he shared the design formulas and strategies to help them with development. He basically just handed them this information like, here you go. And you all can build figure it. it out. Isn't that amazing? Wow. This, okay, it's, I was going to say, this beast of a roller coaster, <laughs> I didn't even mean that pun. They didn't even know, I mean, the Obviously, they knew in some capacity what they were doing, but they didn't know what the hell they were doing, mm-hmm. which is awesome and also kind of scary. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, <laughs> at this point, it's probably fine, but... Oh, well, uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's over 40 years old at this point, Yeah. right? So they took two years researching and surveying the land, and according to the King's Island book that I'm reading, they kept going back and forth to try to salvage large trees that were part of the natural landscape. But after so many times that they had to kind of stop and alter their plans mm-hmm. to basically work around these giant trees, they decided like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna, we're just gonna tear these suckers down." So 
I thought that was I thought it was kind of interesting and funny that they were going around them and then just decided listen this is just it's too much yeah. back and forth we gotta just muscle through it so it cost them a total of 3.2 million dollars which is 12.7 million in, in modern day mm-hmm. like currently and when it opened on April 14th 1979 which was before I was born just mm-hmm. so we're all aware and Brandon I'm older than Brandon yeah. It was the tallest, fastest, longest wooden roller coaster in the world. To this day, it is still the longest, spanning 7,359 feet across 35 acres. So, also very interesting. According to the book, King's Island, A Ride Through Time, the second helix was added to ensure it would be the longest. Hmm. Which I thought was awesome. That's funny. Good, Good for them. Yeah, and the tunnels weren't even added in the first season that it was open. Hmm. So here are, okay. Oh, this, I just, I fell down a rabbit hole and I just kept finding really interesting things. So according to Wikipedia, in the late 1970s, engineers didn't have the benefit of computerized devices that could measure force and they didn't use test dummies, which are common in modern day construction. Instead, crew members of the Beast's construction team had to board the ride for test runs and push the train back to the station whenever it stalled. Wow. That's amazing. That's Could you imagine? I would like to see a documentary where they interview like those people who <sighs> got to do that job. I that's, wish, that's really cool. I wish they had footage of that. Yeah. That would be amazing. So... Some brave souls out there. Seriously, like he was like, "Yeah, I'm absolutely gonna do this." Hey, if you're <laughs> roller coaster people are a different breed, I guess. I seriously. So, uh, speaking of, there's been a lot of shit going down on roller coasters recently. Have you seen? No. Just like, and and, and, and like there was a piece of Top Thrill Dragster at Cedar oh, Point I, that I came off that. and yeah. hit a woman. There's yeah. another roller coaster. I, I want to say in Japan. That four people in the past like four months have had cervical injury, cervical spine injuries, and that shut down. There's yes. been like three or four different ones. Anyway, so the park's PR manager overheard construction crews referring to it as a beast of a project. So she pitched the idea of naming it the Beast to executives who mm-hmm. unanimous unanimously agreed. Nice. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. So here are some fun facts for you. It has given over 55 million rides in more than 41 years in operation. Each of the trains has traveled more than 950,000 miles. Wow. The equivalent of 35 times around the world. Isn't that insane? Man. That's insane. I can't believe they've been like in service that long. Right? Like well, that's, individual trains. That's what's even crazier about all this. I don't know how I feel about that fact. (laughs) Well, about, you know, these people weren't even technically roller coaster architects. And they did this, and it's insane to me. Yeah, they are now. Yeah. So this fact really blew my mind. And I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to exaggerate, but this is really cool. Members of the Kings Island Maintenance Department walk every inch of the Beast track every morning before the park opens. It's a nearly four-hour trip. They start at 5 a.m. Wow. Right? That's awesome. That's amazing. I I just I just absolutely love this. So this was supposed to be for National Roller Coaster Day. Yeah. Makes sense. 
But I'm still it's so still, excited yeah, about it's, it. It's still... <laughs> okay, good. So it's still an interesting topic, for sure. I, uh, yeah. I, I hope you all enjoy all that as much as I do. Check out this book. It's pretty awesome. I haven't made it all the way through yet, but, you know, they have some... They very clearly interviewed a ton of people who have just amazing information to give. So, it's awesome. All right. Yeah. Um, goodness. Ugh. Yeah. All this talking that I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> More and, beer. Yep. So, all right. Let's talk about some stuff that is coming up. This week. Excuse me, this week. Um, mostly on Friday and Saturday. Um, there's a there's an event called Canines and Wine at Pyramid Hill Sculpture Park, which I think sounds pretty cool. Um, there's live music, a bar, free tennis balls and frisbees, and it benefits Animal Friends Humane Society, which I think sounds pretty cool. Hmm. You can go to pyramidhill.org for more information. On Saturday, the there is an urban farming festival featuring a plant swap, yoga, vendors, urban hikes, food trucks, and more at Great Parks Nature Center at the Summit in Roselawn, and that's from 2 to 7 p.m. on Saturday. Also on Saturday, um, live bluegrass featuring Vernon McIntyre's Appalachian grass, as well as a grill out with Ohio Wagyu burgers, brats, mets, Italians, and hot dogs at Wyoming Meat Market from 12 to 2. And... Uh, yeah, uh, Braxton is doing their October fuel tapping, and they're having a sort of beer garden feel featuring the Cincinnati Beer Band at 7 p.m. They will have specialty Oktoberfest cuisine courtesy of Parlor on 7th. Mm. Yeah, that's from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. It's officially Oktoberfest oh. season. Okay, so last week I was all excited to have a West Side Oktoberfest beer. Because I absolutely love Oktoberfest season. It's my favorite beer season. And I was pregnant for last year's. So I am very excited for Oktoberfest season this year. Mm -hmm. But today is for Sonder beer. (laughs) So, um, yes, for a complete rundown and for more events... Follow me at Linsonati. I have been actually including a link to my week, weekly newsletter in my bio. So you can either go to tortoisecincinnati.com and subscribe and have it sent directly to your mailbox. And you don't even have to keep your eye out on Instagram for, uh, for that information in my bio. So I suggest going to tortoisecincinnati.com and subscribing. Or you can follow me at Linsonati on Instagram for more. Brandon, take us to sports. Yeah, so um, as we record, the Reds are actually off today, um, which is which is good because they just uh, just edged into a, a wild card spot. Um, so they are currently the second wild card team, uh, with you know plenty of the season left to go. Sure, but, um, but hey, it's, but it's late August and they're part of the it's, conversation. Yeah, it's, it's, That's good. You know they're. They they lost two or three to the Cubs, but then um, just swept the Miami Marlins at home. So um, they're in good shape. They have a pretty good series this week uh, where they go to Milwaukee to play the Brewers for three games. Okay. Brewers are uh, still leading the NL Central. Doesn't look like they're going to give that up anytime soon. But mm. um, you know the Reds could really could really uh, kind of put a dent in their. Uh, 
in their division hopes uh, with a good series this week. Yeah. Um, and then they go to Miami this weekend to play uh, the Marlins again. So hopefully that goes as well as their home series did. Perfect. Um, FC Cincinnati is uh, in Columbus on Friday night. So okay. Hell is Real Part 2, the Columbus edition. Hopefully that goes better than the one here did. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go great. Yep. It was a draw, right? It was. Yeah. It was a draw, but FC Cincinnati had a man advantage for the whole second half. And they were up. And they, they were up 2 nothing. Yes. It was a draw. Yes. So. I do remember that. Not ideal. Yikes. Yep. All right. Well, cool. I feel like this was a very information heavy. Yeah. I, I did a lot of talking. A lot going, a lot going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you all for joining us this week. Mm-hmm. I hope that you all have a good week. Yep. Um, Brandon, happy birthday again. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Uh, have a good week, everyone, and we'll see you next week. See, see you later.